The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. You are going to be very glad you tuned in today, even though some of the things may be uh, a little not what you want to hear. There's still time to do something about it. This is, we're going to be talking today about what you need to know before you set foot in that voting booth. Now, for those of you who have already set foot, <laughs> um, you still need to listen because, first of all, you need to know all this stuff. And second of all, uh, surely you have friends or family or coworkers who haven't yet set foot. And if they're not listening to this, you can give them the message and tell them um, to think about these things before they mark their ballot. Your life may be at stake when you cast your vote. Our lives, you know, today the, election, the returns are going to be pouring in, and aside from party issues and all the different uh, proposals that are on the, the ballots and so on, the most important thing that will be determined by today's election is whether or not Obamacare is going to be able to continue to go through, to be uh, enforced. And uh, if you think that this is an exaggeration about your life being at stake in terms of whether or not Obamacare is instated, and lest there be no confusion from the beginning, um, if you haven't heard my previous shows about Obamacare, I want to make sure that you know that um, I am totally, totally against it, as is my guest. In fact, my guest, um, who is also a physician, has uh, devoted her life to... um, uh, their life since Obamacare, uh, well, and actually since since these issues have come to the fore, and particularly with Obamacare, uh, devoted her life, is devoting her life to making sure that some of the things that are being proposed and have been passed in Obamacare won't come to pass, and she'll explain why. My guest is Dr. Barbara Hales. She is the medical strategist and she is the author of an upcoming book called Power to the Patient. And In the meantime, she uh, has newsletters going out, incredibly informative and interesting newsletters, and I will tell you before the end of the show how you can get them. So welcome to the show, Barbara. Thank you very much, Dr. Carroll, for having me on your show today. Today is especially uh, an important one. With Obamacare being phased in slowly, now is the most opportune time to vote. Uh, to represent your point of view in the issue of health care. If uh, the current legislative body, because with the current legislative body continuing in the president's agenda, if you are on his side, then you're in luck. 
But if not, you need to get out and uh, vote to voice your opinion. As you know, Obamacare was really just brought in by uh, one party, the Democrats, the Republicans, had nothing to do with it, although they were able to vote it in anyway. Uh, and uh, the bill really has some striking issues that people are unaware of, uh, including the Democrats, incidentally, who signed the law. Yes, it was how many pages? Uh, the the bill originally was over 2,000 pages, and most of the people that signed the bill into law had not actually read all of it, uh, relying on their uh, interns and pages to summarize it for them. But I would like to tell you, actually, some of the things that are uh, in the bill that uh, came to pass, uh, which... Uh, some of which is in direct opposition to what the public has been led to believe. Okay. Yes, I mean, that's kind of the whole, that's kind of a, a big part of this problem, that because it was so long, and certainly that wasn't an accident, uh, obviously the people who drafted it knew that the longer they made it, the less chance there would be of, of legislators or the, certainly the public reading all of it. And um, there are a lot of hidden things that make it even worse than that which the public already knows about. So tell us some of these things. Well, the first thing that I want people to know is that according to this bill, your health care is being rationed. Now, um, this was actually uh, admitted to by uh, Dr. Berwick, who was appointed the head of the Center for Medicaid and Medicare uh, quite recently. He states that there will be health care rationing for the American public. It's just a question of whether we go in this blindly or not. Uh, they are stating that health care really is going to be given for those people that the government deems as uh, being productive members of our society. So um, with that, you can... Um, connect the dots to say, well, if someone has um, an illness for which they need treatment and they're not going to get better, um, you know, perhaps health care is going to be withheld. Take the child that has cerebral palsy. Uh, they are loved and they can uh, produce in their own way, but maybe the government will say that it's not enough, for instance. Now, uh, yeah, I mean, all right. these things are like 1980 or 84 or Orwell or, I mean, it's like it is so hard to believe um, that something scary. like this could happen in America. Well, Dr. Berwick was appointed as something called a recess appointment. That means that the president has the ability to assign uh, a role to somebody without... Um, approval by our Congress if Congress is out on vacation. So if um, Congress is out for the 4th of July, which was in this particular case or any particular holiday, the president can come in and say for the good of the government without waiting for Congress to reconvene, he's going to make an appointment. Mm. What is different in this case is that this is the first time a recess appointment has been made without the uh, person ever having submitted his point of view or having been submitted to any questioning by the Senate or House of Representatives. Uh, 
some of his views are actually quite uh, fringe. Like? He's, he's, all, he's already stated as point of fact that he is enamored with the uh, Britain's um, national health care system and would like to uh, have us have the same system. He'd like to model our system uh, on the one that is there. Um, and he makes no bones about it. However, Great Britain, incidentally, has come out with a statement shortly after Dr. Berwick stating that national health care has its pitfalls and that they're going to change it. Hmm. Well, yes. I mean, I've spent time in England, and um, there are lots of problems with the national health care. I mean, there are problems with nationalized health care in whatever countries it is, but I have first-hand knowledge of how it doesn't work uh, in Great Britain. Um, there are long lines, waiting times. If you want to see a doctor, you have to wait and incredibly you could die. I mean, that, you know, that's part of the plan, of course, um, to get rid of some of the people. You could die waiting to see a doctor. Um, well, that's exactly right. In this country, we have the shortest lines to see doctors, and you could see the specialists of your choice. However, modeling it on the nationalized health system, this will change, and you too can wait all day long or all week or all month to get to see the physician that you want. Incidentally, uh, private physician offices will be no longer, so you're going to have to go to a large conglomerate hospital or clinic. Well, okay, how do you figure that? Uh, what they're going to do is slash reimbursement for physicians' offices while increasing expenses so that private offices won't mm. be able to afford to stay in business. Mm. You know, one of the things, um, what about insurance? I know just to get, I, just to get away for, well, I mean, I guess we're not getting away because, because this was something I was surprised about, um, that if Obamacare goes forward that we, most of us won't have insurance because I think we, a lot of people are feeling somewhat um, falsely having a false sense of security because we think, okay, well, if that's what happens to public insurance, the government insurance, then I'll still be able to afford my own insurance. But that's not going to be an option. Could you explain that? Well, that is interesting, Carol, because private insurance companies are going to wind up going by the wayside. Uh, initially, what happened when the first phase of Obamacare came in, September 23rd, which is not all that long ago, the day after that, Anthem raised its rates by 20%, yes. stating that because they can no longer keep people from uh, having insurance, that it was being mandated, that there was not going to be a lifetime cap, and with the increase of students up to the age of 26 being insured, that they had to raise their rates in order to accommodate uh, all of the payments that were going to have to go out. Um, then Kathleen Sebelius came and said that insurance companies are not going to be able to raise their rates, that they're going to have to, regardless of the demands being met on them, are going to have to keep their old rates. So insurance companies are going to go out of business uh, shortly because they're just not going to be able to maintain the demand. Hmm. 
Also, uh, President Obama stated that if your insurance does not change, you will be grandfathered in, that you can keep your old insurance. However, most people are insured through work, and these policies change on an annual basis. So once the policy changes, even if it's not through you, even if it's through your place of employment, you are no longer grandfathered in, and they only have the choice to go through the governmental system. Hmm. Wow. I mean, it gets, uh, it gets wor- the more we know about it, <laughs> the, more, the worse it gets. Okay, C- keep telling us about the things that, that are well, that as are you know, least as known. Part of, as you know, as part of the bill, we are all going to be required to purchase insurance. Uh, despite the fact that 17 states have uh, gone to court to uh, state that this is uh, unconstitutional. However, um, the government will have uh, access to individuals' finances uh, as we all get issued a national ID health card. Mm. And the government will have direct access to your bank accounts for elective funds with uh, transfer to make sure that you have the insurance. Oh, wow. Uh, as you may know, um, the IRS is going to be in charge of this system, and the IRS has no checks and balances. The only one above them that they have to answer to is uh, the president. So if you are you know, unjustly um, dealing with the IRS, you have no recourse. Yes, that's right. I mean, you know, it... it when you start looking at some of these things, it really seems, I mean, you know, I'm sure we've all heard um, some conspiracy theories, but or the idea that there is a conspiracy theory that, I mean, well, I said this from the very beginning, before, before Obama was elected, um, that there were things that we had to watch out for. And what I need to watch out for now is the music that's playing that tells us that we have to take a break. But when we come back, we'll be back and hear more of, of what you're, all these important things that you're telling us. It's just incredible. My guest today is Dr. Barbara Hales. She is the medical strategist, and she has a newsletter and an upcoming book called Power to the Patient. We're talking today about what you need to know before you go into that voting booth. It can save your life. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to go green? You've asked, and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. 
Dr. Carroll is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Radio by George is a lifestyle program dedicated to improving the lives of listeners by focusing on the holistic growth of their mind, body, and spirit. Host Eddie George shares his life experiences as well as the experiences of his guest commentators and experts with the listening audience to focus them toward reaching their personal and professional goals. Tune in every Monday afternoon at 1 p.m. PST, 4 p.m. EST to Radio by George on the Voice America channel and learn more from the life experiences of a man who went from being a somewhat unruly kid in the streets of Philadelphia to a retired professional athlete who has become a role model for not only young people, but for businessmen and women globally. Plan to spend your Monday afternoons with Eddie George and his empowering talk radio show, Radio by George. That's every Monday at 1 p.m. PST, right here on the Voice America channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, telling you what you need to know before you set foot in that voting booth. Um, Your life may be at stake when you cast your vote. My guest today is explaining how and why. She is Barbara Hales, MD. She is the medical strategist, and uh, she is devoting her life to trying to help people like you cope with this first to fight against it uh to do what you can and we'll tell you at the end of the show we'll you know for those of you who have gone to take a drink or slit your wrists or done something like that during the break because this is all incredibly horrifying don't do that because care is going to be rationed and you might not get help all right i i probably shouldn't i mean it's not really that funny but um but we are going to give you solutions or things you can do to to try to counteract this before it does take into effect. And, of course, the number one solution, and that's why we're talking about this today, is because the number one solution is to go into the voting booth and vote Republican, whether you agree with other things that Republicans have to say or not. Uh, no party, neither party is perfect. Um, but Obamacare and saving your own life and the life of your loved ones should be number one. So if there are other things you don't agree with with the Republican Party uh, or some of the people who are, you know, seem to be leaders of the Tea Party or whatever, if you don't agree with everything they're, you're say, they're saying, you know, that's fine. But the number one thing right now that the, that your vote should count for is to be able to elect people to Congress that will um that will annul or um or pass things to counteract the worst parts of Obamacare. 
Um, before the break, we were starting to, I was starting to mention about uh, conspiracy theories. And um, actually, for those, for my most faithful listeners who uh, were with me before the election, when I was having lots of guests on who have ri- written books and so on, um, who were telling you things about Obama, nobody, well, not nobody wanted to listen, but enough people didn't want to listen. Uh, I'm not saying necessarily my listeners, you all were smart. But um, obviously enough people didn't um, listen to what McCain was offering versus what Obama was promising, this hope and changey thing, that, yeah, it's, uh, it's not very hopeful and there's lots of changes and they're not in the good direction. So um, we were talking before the break about whether there could be a conspiracy. And, and um, you know, before the election, um, when I had these various guests on, we were, that's what we were talking about, that, in fact, people had had chosen him to put him into the presidency so that they could have their own, he could be a puppet, and they could have their own agendas um, manifest. And apparently, you know, certainly one, um, it would be hard to argue with that at this time. Barbara, what do you have to say about it? Well, Carol, I think you're absolutely right. I think we can all agree on a few things. We all believe that health care should be cheaper, that everybody should have access to care, and that abuses in the system must be dealt with. Uh, We also agree that true prices must be available to the patient and that we can't uh, any longer have costs hidden. But not only does Obamacare fail on all accounts, it makes most of these worse. Uh, For instance, uh, what he is suggesting is that uh, Medicaid cover everyone up to at least 133% of the federal poverty level or about $30,000 for a family of four. The federal property level? No, the poverty level. Poverty level. Yeah. Could you say that again? Democrats want to use Medicaid to cover everyone up to at least 133% of the federal poverty level. And starting in 2014, uh, Mr. Baucus plans to spend $287 billion through 219, or about one-third of Obamacare's total spending, to add 11 million new people to the Medicaid rolls. Hmm. So you might say, well, you know, people need it. Um, you know, what's, what's wrong with that? Uh, part of the problem is that um, 59 million people are already on Medicaid and that because they are going to be ballooning the system uh, and uh, they're also having uh, disabled along with women, children, and uh, the poor on uh, Medicaid all at one time, um, Medicaid is due to implode, but the but the real problem, especially as it affects uh, your uh, listeners in California, is that uh, Obama has shifted the uh, payment responsibility away from the government to the states, uh, and this is particularly important because California is already vulnerable with uh, their uh, budget and their. Um, their need to cut back on their uh, programs in order to say fiscally sound. So, um, you know, it, it, this burden arrives on the heels of an unprecedented, unprecedented state fiscal crisis. 
Uh, as of this month, some 48 states had shortfalls in their 2010 budgets. Uh, and, um, you know, it's only destined to get worse until uh, every state is bankrupt until the government decides uh, to take it over. Yes, I mean, that's, that's sort of what we were starting to talk about, how there seems to be this master plan here. And, um, and obviously, you know, obviously uh, we need to start doing things to, to stop it uh, before it's too late. What, um, tell us about your, um, you, tell us about your, what you did as a doctor and how you um, decided to stop doing that and doing what you're doing, to do what you're doing. The reason why I felt it was more important to do what I'm doing now to inform the public about um, health care and to help them navigate through health care reform as opposed to just taking care of patients one at a time, which I, by the way, Carol, loved doing. I loved my patients and I loved medical care. But, you know, you could see the, the writing on the walls, um, and that is... Um, Physicians in this country now are on a treadmill pedaling as fast as they can while staying in place uh, in order to meet uh, expenses and to meet the uh, mandates that have been passed down from the government. Um, physicians have to see many more patients to stay, stay in business. And so uh, consequently, instead of having a relationship with your patient and listening to their problems and spending, you know, a good half hour with them, uh, getting to know them so that a proper diagnosis can be made. Um, patients are just seeing, like, the uh, ancillary support team in, in the office and the doctors come in for three minutes and leave. They can't afford to spend any more time with their patients. And this is not the kind of doctor that I was or the kind of doctor that I wanted to be. Now, in addition to that, um, as opposed to the health care reform that people are seeing now, what most people are unaware of is the mandates that have been made upon physicians um, that have already been put into, into place where all of a doctor's health records will need to be digitalized or, you know, like, electronic. Uh, if they are not electronic by the year 2014. Reimbursements will not only fall um, flat, but uh, physicians will have to explain why they are uh, giving the treatment options to their patients according to their physical findings or according to the diagnosis. Uh, that means that when a doctor decides after examining you that a particular treatment option is the best for you, they may not be able to offer that because on the program for the electronic records is a recommendation as to what the treatment option is according to the diagnosis. And if the doctor veers away from that, they have to give a lengthy explanation as to why they are veering away from that treatment option. The kicker, Carol, is that the treatment option can be decided upon by a governmental committee as opposed to a health committee. Yes, you know, we started to see this coming in or we, with um, managed care years ago um, when when insurance companies would have 
uh, managed care or there, or there would be separate companies, managed care companies, who would um, have these rules as to what would be, you know, if, if a person has, for example, as a psychiatrist, um, I mean, when these companies came along, I don't know how long ago it was, what, 10, 15 years ago, um, I started, I signed up with a couple of them, just sort of innocently, um, and uh, until I knew uh, and understood what was going to be involved, and what's involved is for a psychiatrist, and you can, you were, um, uh, Dr. Hales was an OBGYN, what, what was involved as a psychiatrist was not just, um, you know, saying the dates of service and the length of service and what you did in, you know, psychotherapy, medication, so on, um, but it was asking for a description of um, what was wrong with the patient, and um, which, of course, bothered me at the time because of uh, the lack of confidentiality. But worse than that, they would then decide how many sessions this patient um, was, was going to be entitled to have. And one day, I'll, I'll never forget, um, I, I had done that for a few patients. I really didn't do it a lot altogether, but I had done it for a few patients. And I remember one day being on the phone and having to explain to a social worker why I needed, now, and that's even better than a government official, but why I, as a psychiatrist, needed to see this patient for more sessions. And I finally just threw up my hands and said, no way, I am not going to be part of this system. Um, this is not, no one's going to, you know, I know what's best for my patient, and no one is going to tell me um, who doesn't know the patient, doesn't know as much about psychiatry, um, what kind of treatment I should give them. And so that was it. I never, I, I stopped being a part of the one or two or three things that I had started with, and that was just the end of that. It was both because I cared about my patients and also on principle. Little did I know that years later, we would all, as doctors, be facing this kind of thing and, and not have social workers to report to, but the government. I mean, it's just absurd. We need to take a break. <laughs> uh, this is all important stuff. We need to take a break. Uh, my guest is Dr. Barbara Hales, the medical strategist. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your questions. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. If you want to get ahead, you have to stand out from the crowd, the clutter, and the competition. Are you? Tune in each week for Standing Out with Lauren Saunier. Lauren and her guests have the secrets that can help you and your business get noticed, get attention, and achieve your desired results no matter where you're starting from. Standing Out with Lauren Saunier, live every Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get ready to be a marketing machine. Comes down to ladies is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Emotional intelligence has been documented to be the most important skill for a leader to move up in an organization. Leaders Playbook will unpack what emotional intelligence is, why it is important, and how you can raise your emotional intelligence for yourself, your direct reports, and your teams. Join Dr. Relly Nadler every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern to the Leaders Playbook on the Voice America Business Channel. Your success, your success could depend on it. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, helping you find out about what you need to know before you set foot in that voting booth today. And I know that some of you have already voted, but as soon as this show is over, I want you to get on the phone, whatever you already voted for, (laughs) I want you to get on the phone and tell people what you heard today on this show and uh, what my guest, Dr. Barbara Hales, the medical strategist, is telling you about all these hidden things in the Obamacare agenda and uh, explain to people how... The most important thing, regardless of whether they consider themselves Democrat, Republican, it doesn't matter. The most important thing right now in this election, if you want to stay alive and you want your loved ones to stay alive, is to vote Republican because those are the people who are going to um, either stop, repeal the passage of, of Obamacare or at least make changes to it in regard to the worst parts of it. And talking about the worst parts of it, Barbara, tell us about how uh, what's good for the goose is not good for the gander. Apparently, uh, this great Obamacare plan is not good enough for the people who have voted it in. Isn't that amazing, Carol? There is such a conflict of interest, and perhaps if the Congress had the same health care plan that we do, um, Obamacare would be shaving up, shaping up quite differently. Um, the uh, congressmen and senators should drink from the same trough. Uh, what we have, which is very admirable, was John Fleming, who was a congressman from Louisiana. He is also a practicing physician in Louisiana. He proposed an amendment uh, to the Constitution and to Obamacare that would require congressmen and senators to take the same health care plan they force on us. Uh, of course, under proposed legislation, they are curiously exempt. And uh, what he states is that if you go to his website and sign his petition, he's trying to, you know, push that through. The fact of the matter is um, congressmen and the president 
uh, only have to serve two years in the government, after which they get golden health care insurance for the rest of their lives. You may have noticed when President Obama first presented his uh, health care reform uh, to the general public on TV, one of the questions that was asked of him from the audience is, uh, what type of health care do you have? He looked them straight in the eye and into the TV camera uh, and stated, well, you know, this is not about me. Uh-huh. This, this is about you. I am going to have, you know, like good health care uh, for the rest of my life. So let's not talk about my health care. Let's talk about your health care because this reform bill, before it was passed, is going to be affecting you. Hmm. Uh, so the question that I pose, Carol, is that if the reform and the bills that are proposed uh, that directly affect us, if they don't affect them, isn't it a conflict of interest? How can we ever be sure that the health care is going to be ideal for all of us or whether it's just strictly going to be based on uh, economic demands for the country? Yeah, wow. So how, um, I mean, if insurance companies are going to go out of business, though, who is going to be providing this health care to, to Obama and the congressmen? Well, there will always be some private physicians that are going to take care of um, the elite. Uh, they will not be under the same jurisdiction as the physicians that you and I will be seeing. So, um, they will, you know, for the elite in every country in the world, no matter what type of nationalized health system exists, you know, there there will always be and and still exist private practice for those people that can afford it and for those that are outside of the mainstream. Who can, who can pay directly and who don't have to rely on insurance. That's right. Which, you know, for certain things, um, that would include a certain number or a larger number of people, but then when you start getting into things like surgeries or long hospital stays and so on, even people who are well off, you know, at some point it begins to be... Uh, a big problem, if not impossible, for even those people who are well off. Well, absolutely. And if the Democrats regain control of the House of Representatives and the Senate, we are doomed to socialized medicine, and we will see a huge rise in health care costs and loss of patient autonomy. Yes, it's really... Uh, and some of the things... Um, why don't you... Let's talk about health rationing. Okay. Um, in terms of healthcare rationing, uh, there have been um, several sentences in the bill that highlight this issue. For instance, um, they the government analyzed where the actual taxed healthcare dollars go, and they saw that one out of every two to three healthcare dollars is going to support people in the last six months to one year of life. Therefore, the government is um, encouraging people to have living wills and to seriously consider uh, assisted suicide or they're not putting it exactly that way, but they're saying that uh, it is all right to refuse medical treatment and to go into hospice. It is all right not to accept 
those dollars that will keep treating you if you know that you're not going to get better. It is okay to think about, uh, in essence, you know, ending your life. Um, interestingly enough, the problem that is experienced with those uh, dollars going to end-of-life treatments is being reviewed by uh, most civilized countries throughout the world now. And there is a uh, bill that is going for a vote in Great Britain and in uh, Australia uh, later this year that visits the question of assisted suicide and euthanasia hmm. in order to save uh, health care dollars for those people that would be productive members of society. Hmm. Wow. And who's to decide, you know, well, I mean, we know who's the, these government the government is to decide who the productive me- members of society are. I mean, it's really... Exactly. Um, if, you know, if it is a loved one of yours or it's a cherished child of yours, I think the question of value is, you know, quite different than, uh, you know, what the government has deemed. Yes, absolutely. And there are so many factors. I mean, how do you even... Um, I mean, this is... You know, it's so ironic because on the one hand, this country is becoming more, um, in fact, ridiculously so, politically correct. I mean, um, go, putting political correctness over other things that are more important. Um, but, you know, that's on one hand. And on the other hand, we're essentially having these setting up, giving some people the decision-making power over who's a more productive or important citizen than somebody else, which, of course, flies in the face of, of you know, um, political correctness. Absolutely. And the government is setting the value of a doctor's time, their judgment, and their profession, literally. Uh, they are um, debating the value of humans, and they're getting into, you know, that debate. Um, and Which the people don't who are going into medical school now are uh, who are who have been begun to realize all of this. I mean, I, I think you had mentioned bef- off the air that um, we are not getting the creme de la creme anymore. Absolutely. Uh, well, you can understand why. You know, the best minds in the country are are frustrated. They see the writing on the wall, and so they are seeking less frustrating. Um, no positions in life. Did you know that the federal government even regulates the rental and purchase of power-driven wheelchairs? Hmm. So, you know, it might come to the point with healthcare rationing that they decide, you know, it's cheaper to give you a wheelchair and pain medication than it is to have your hip replacement or knee replacement. Yeah. So, you know, as you um, melt this down further and further, it, it is almost to the point of absurdity. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, do you want to, what, what is happening with the, you mentioned the court cases. Do you know what the status is of them? Florida was the first one to actually go before the, the uh, court system, and Judge Vinson had uh, taken a close look at the four proposals before him, two of which he has, in fact, ruled unconstitutional, which paves the way for the case to go to the Supreme Court. Um, so we're going to be, you know, taking close, uh, you know, a close look at what's going on there. Um, I believe Virginia is going to be the next court case that gets heard. So it's 
you know, with great interest that we're going to be following these uh, cases. Yes. All right, we need to take another break, but when we come back, we will tell you some things that you can do about this. Uh, and, of course, the number one thing is vote Republican because um, for no other reason, I mean, if you don't agree with anything else, at least because it may well be saving the, your life or the life of someone you care about. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. My guest is Dr. Barbara Hales, the medical strategist. Uh, I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com What it comes down to, ladies, is that defining line between been there, done that, and ain't going back, baby. Yeah, I've heard them call you yuppies and baby boomers, maybe even dolls, babes, darling, sugar, and sweetheart. But I say that women are truly amazing. Join Dr. Marlene for Amazing Women, Brains, Beauty, and Style every Wednesday afternoon at 2 Pacific, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Go behind the scenes of what you see, hear, and read on the news. Learn the ins and outs of public relations on Stars of PR with Cindy R. Every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time. Cindy Rakowitz is a Clio Award winner and founder of Rock and Roll Public Relations who wants to share her PR experiences and knowledge with you. Learn how to handle a crisis, deal with celebrities, and become a terrific PR executive. Listen to the Stars of PR with Cindy the R every Thursday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time here on News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about what you need to know before you set your foot in the voting booth. If you haven't already, um, this is really important stuff. And if you have, whichever way you voted, please call your friends and family and coworkers and anyone you can think of, your neighbors, go down the street, yell this. <laughs> and tell them um, the most important thing that they're going to be voting about today 
is um, Obamacare and putting enough Republicans in office in Congress to either repeal it or amend it or fix it in some way um, so that we all don't wind up having our care ration, not being able to have insurance, and all the many other things that my guest today, Dr. Barbara Hales, has been telling you about. She is a medical strategist. She's the author of the upcoming book, Power to the Patient. And um, I will give you in a few minutes um, her website so that you can get her, um, sign up for her newsletter and so on. But, Barbara, um, tell people some other things that they can do besides, number one, vote and get other people to vote But for today. But what else can they do, regardless of the outcome of the election? Well, Carol, in addition to getting out and voting Republican, what you may have heard about are the town hall meetings and the Tea Party meetings that are being held not only throughout, you know, your state, but through every state. Uh, their their um, stance is that as opposed to the government taking over more and more of your life, becoming intrusive and having to govern every facet of your daily life, that in fact we as the citizens uh, should be taking care of ourselves with minimal government interference. Uh, that is, in fact, what our founding fathers, um, you know, had meant when they devised the Constitution of the United States, and, uh, you know, it still stands today. So one thing that I would like to uh, reaffirm uh, with you, Carol, is that uh, we need to vote for Republicans so that they can repeal the health care law um, and replace it with a system that's more consumer-friendly, putting the patient in charge and reducing costs, n- none of which you know, exists under the present Obamacare. We need a system where medical experts are the ones that make the recommendations based on sound medical science and uh, you know, not strictly on economic means. Yes, and I'm sure all of you who are listening, or most of you, have had the experience, if you think about it, how, how much time does your doctor spend with you today as compared with, you know, a year ago or five years ago? Um, do they seem harried <laughs> and harassed, uh, uptight, stressed out? Are they able to concentrate on, on your problem and what... Your, you know, what your diagnosis is and what your treatment should be. I mean, it, it is really sad. We haven't talked about this, but um, I'm sure you'll agree, I'm sure you've seen it too, that the state of doctors, the, the mental state and the physical state, for that matter, of doctors these days is really going down the tubes because of all of this stress. I mean, when people went to medical school, certainly when I went, when Barbara went, you know, we went because we wanted to help take care of people. We wanted to... Um, you know, to, to get people healthy, to, to, uh, we had good intentions. I mean, if I would have known about Obamacare when I first decided to go to medical school, uh, that the government was going to step in and tell me what to do, I would have never chosen this field. Um, but, but the point is that doctors really, you know, are out there, really do want to take care of patients and do have their hearts in the right place and are therefore that much more frustrated and angry and, and demoralized about what's happening to American medicine because this isn't what they signed up for and this isn't what they want to be a part of. And, um, and I wanted to say, actually, I want to say this at the beginning, I forgot, but 
Um, neither Barbara nor I, um, Barbara who has doesn't see patients altogether because she's devoted herself to helping people, uh, to being the medical strategist and helping patients navigate the current um, medical system and any changes that might come. But, um, and I, um, you know, that, that is a small part of what I do. I write books, I, I do television and radio interviews, I do this Dr. Carol's Couch, and, and also expert witness work. So I am not dependent, neither of us are dependent upon patients um, for our income. So we are not saying any of this with any kind of self, um, self-interest at heart. Um, talking about books, let me make a quick mention that my my book, Bad Girls, uh, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Will Can Learn Their Secrets, will be in the bookstores um, starting November 15th. So look out for that. Now let's go back to the serious stuff um, about the about the disillusionment and the demoralized. I mean, not that that's not serious, but I mean <laughs> the, the more urgent stuff about voting voting Republican to repeal Obamacare. Um, the the it's really i mean you've seen that too barbara haven't you how how depressed essentially doctors are uh the the uh morale of physicians and the hospitals in general have been at an all-time low uh you know physicians are uh, feeling very um oppressed by the mandates that are coming down the pike. Uh, and in addition to that, they see what's going on with the hospitals uh, because of the fact that hospitals are being reimbursed much less uh, by uh, Medicare and Medicaid with the promise uh, by Obamacare that uh, reimbursements are going to be slashed again. Um, they're finding it difficult to stay in business. For now, they're staying afloat by uh, letting people on the staff go. So now, when the hospital is still in existence, you are going to be seeing hospitals short-staffed, which means oh, that, oh, the hospital, that the care is going to be even more compromised. Wait, I, before, I want to make, I'm just saying wait, because I want to make sure we get in your, uh, yes, absolutely, and, and we're seeing people who are not doctors, but paraprofessionals and so on. Yes, care is going down the tubes already, and it's going to get worse if Obamacare continues to go through. I want to make sure we have the time to give you the to give you all the the website of Dr. Barbara Hales. It is uh, the themedicalstrategist.com, themedicalstrategist, s t r a t e g i s t dot com. And when you go to her website, you'll see that you can sign up for a newsletter. And you get if you sign up now, you can download a tip sheet that's called Six Lies and Myths concerning your health privacy. We haven't even talked about that today. We'll have to have you back on to talk about privacy. That's that's unbelievable, too, what changes. I mean, we touched on it, but that's just really, really bad. Everybody's going to know. <laughs> Everybody's going to see you naked. <laughs> All of okay, you. well, I would love we, to have the opportunity to come back on your show and uh, tell all of your listeners about it. Yes. So, again, that's themedicalstrategist.com. And also the the website for the congressman that Barbara was talking about earlier, who has the um, petition to sign, uh, asking or uh, demanding that all congressmen get the same and politicians get the same kind of uh, health care as they are foisting on all of us. And his his website is Fleming dot house dot gov. Fleming F L E M I N G dot house. Dot gov, and you'll look on there for where it says the, to sign the petition. 
So I hope, um, I know that I've probably, we've probably scared you <laughs> and don't, uh, I was going to say scared you to death, but <laughs> yeah, that's what's going to happen if um, if Obamacare continues to go through. I, I've been in somewhat denial thinking that by now, you know, the, the forces of good would have stood up and stopped this, and I certainly hope that's going to happen today on Election Day. Um, Barbara, thank you very much for being a guest. That's Barbara Hales, MD. She is the medical strategist at themedicalstrategist.com. And um, thank you all for listening. If you haven't voted, go out and vote. And if you have, please, please tell people, tell, remember one or two things that Barbara told you today. You know, anything. is It's, it's frightening stuff. And it's 2,000 pages of frightening stuff. And so regardless, I know some of you are thinking, I'm not Republican, I'm a staunch Democrat. Well, whatever, you know, do that for the next election after uh, Obamacare is repealed. Um, All right, well, thank you all for listening. And thank you, Carol, for having me on your show. You're very welcome. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. Join join me next week. Um, And uh, I'm your psychiatrist signing off. Dr. Carol Lieberman, and this has been Dr. Carol's Couch. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.